Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Friends to the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back. I am Chris Welsh, and joining me for a little bit of Super Bowl and uh, future fantasy talk is Jake Seeley and Brandon Funston. We are all back together like the Wolf Pack, the three best friends that anybody ever had. Jake is in rare form. He is getting ready for a wedding that I don't think I realized, Brandon. I ju- we just found, at least I just found out, uh, is being live streamed. So like you and me, Brandon, could do live commentary of the wedding and people could watch along if we wanted. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a, a private live screening. <laughs> We're not going to throw a link out so everybody in the world. Can oh, watch see, that's Jake. what I was thinking. No, uh, Jake, no, I think he's going to. The link is on the web, the web page. If you have the web page link, you're, you can check the link to check the link. Like if wow. You, if, yeah. Okay. Wow. All right. So I like like, this is big stuff. So Jake's going to be a married man. Uh, I don't know, but maybe by the next time we have an episode, you'll be a married man. Don't know the exact schedule, but we are glad to be back with you guys uh, post or pre, I'm sorry, pre Super Bowl here, which is right down the street from me. There's all these activities that I'm not involved in, which makes me very sad. Everybody, I want to be involved in all of them. I, uh, Brandon, I saw your uh, your buddy uh, Brad Evans tweeting about being out here in uh, rocking during the Super Bowl and Radio Row, and I want to be a part of all of it. But I am at least glad to be here with both of you so we can talk about a few props. We can talk about the Super Bowl itself and some of the biggest fantasy moves that are going to be impacted during this free agency. That's going to be on the second half of the episode that we can tease here. So I know you guys don't get the experience like I do. I literally drive down the street and see the Super Bowl going on. But uh, how prepared are we, Brandon? Uh, Do you have your bets set? Are you going to unload the book and make huge, huge bets? Uh, Probably not, but I have my Super Bowl party prop sheet about ready to go live. So I've been immersed in not only, you know, game player props, team team bets and sides totals and things like that, but I've also been kind of plugged into the pomp and circumstance around the Super Bowl with the commercials and the props for the national anthem and um missing one the coin flip and I even I yeah. even dug deep this year because I, I like to make mine unique so I actually threw out a the flyover formation options you can choose on my on my um party prop oh, really? sheet. So we, we it's been revealed there's four four aircraft that will be flying over the stadium. And so I've thrown out three different kind of formation options you can choose from. what what are i was about to say what other formation but like our mighty ducks flying, flying v. v yeah there's always a flying v what else is that well okay with v? four though you can't make like a true v but it's called finger four so if you look down at your finger Pardon like the, the lead the finger four if you look down at your hand like your the four horsemen your, your middle finger would be the lead plane and then the other planes would fall into index pinky and uh ring finger so that would be a formation. It is it's an official formation. And Are you then saying also, the thumb is not a finger? Is that what you're trying to say? The thumb is not a finger. Um, okay. in, in this 
instance, uh, there is a diamond. So each plane is in the point of a diamond. Um, yeah, yeah, and the then there, there's the also it's called there's a diagonal one which is called um, I'm drawing echelon. Echelon is diagonal, like the lead plane is out there, and then they go in a line backwards in the diagonal. Uh, I mean, is there a, this is, is new. there a word for the one where they fly like three, and then there's one that's kind of like catty corner underneath and, or catty corner over top, like a scorpion maybe? Can yeah, there it? is, and I actually included. Well, when the when the prop sheet comes out, there is a link that does have a few others. I, cause I, I do include other as an option. There's like three or four, but there you go. Here's some insight. I looked at a couple of the flyovers <laughs> and they they actually, the last two with four planes was in a diamond shape. So I didn't add that in there cause I didn't want to be leading, but that's a little insight for anybody who listens to this podcast. This is, uh, this is incredible. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> novelty bets are incredible, but every year I'm amazed by the next level of novelty bet that comes out there. And uh, if that one is available anywhere, that would be amazing. I know there's always like the fringy sites that are like, they jump in on the novelty ones. I don't really see a lot of the, well, here's the funny thing is there, there was initially uh, props being offered on the number of planes, but that was revealed by like the U S Navy. I don't know, like a week or two ago. So if, I don't know if they pulled it down right away, but it was revealed that there's four planes that will be flying over. And then I, you know, in my search, I found a place where they're offering a prop on over four and a half or under four and a half. And the longer yeah. odds were on under four and a half. So, Jake, are you planning to pay for some of the wedding with some of these uh, Super Bowl novelty bets? Nope. <laughs> wedding paid for i sometimes forget those those really great those are my favorite answers those are my favorite answers of all time hey jake set up how we doing you gonna do it? nope oh yeah don't call, I mean, do you they want don't call the, the best color man in the business for nothing do you want the rest do you want the rest of the analysis because they're dumb as pork chop sandwiches how about that because because they're all about 50 50 at the end of the night okay i made 10 bucks on my 500 dollars because i got slightly more right than i got wrong because there's no rhyme or reason to all of them we're going to talk about some i have fun with them you guys can have fun this is the same as i say fantasy leagues do what you want if you think it's fun go for it you're going to hate my rankings for the commercials you're going to hate it I don't like prop bets on the Super Bowl. I don't like I don't like random jabroni nonsense making prop bets. That's like you know, like at least when I like make some money, it's off of game action that I see happen. It's not over what. No offense, Funston, but it's not over which fingers flying forward in the damn formation. Not a, not a true degenerate. Get off my right lawn. There, yeah, I was about yeah, to say, he, that's not the sound of yeah. a degenerate if I've ever heard one. Well, that's... I was just saying, you print out the Super Bowl party prop sheet that I do. That's and fine. You do, you do it with a bunch of people, and the whoever yeah, gets that's the most fine. right, you, you know, well, he you has to... decide to throw in a certain amount of money, you know, and then, you know, the winner takes all, or you figure something I don't know out. what kind of Super Bowl parties you've been to, but I've never had one that could pay for a honeymoon. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. roll in your neighborhood. <laughs> I'm thick. I'm talking betting the props. Um, the game real quick. Uh, the game is a horrible game. It's the worst setup we could have had, of course, because the 49ers were knocked out before. Uh, I've yeah. contemplated not watching the Super Bowl, but then Stop. I remembered who I am. Um, I went with my kid down to right where the stadium was the other day, and we went into one of the sports shops, and it is littered. Half of the stores, all the jerseys and stuff, it's just all Chiefs and Eagles. And I threw up on a, my Patrick Mahomes jersey, then I left. And it's gross, and I don't like to think about it. It's all inundated with me. I am contemplating doing the NFL experience, maybe taking my kid to that, and getting out there just a tiny bit. Maybe I can see a 49 or two to make me happy. But the game itself, 
Let's talk about that for a second because we're going to do a few of our favorite bets begrudgingly for Jake. Uh, we'll do some novelty. But the game itself currently, Eagles, Chiefs, is this the best Super Bowl matchup in your eyes or would the 49ers or Bengals have been just a slightly bit better knowing that the Niners is the correct answer? No, Jake. the correct answer was Bengals, Eagles. That was the best Super Bowl. That, oh. that was 100% what I wanted to see have happen. I actually think the margin of victory would have been closer in that game than it will be in this one, not spoiling anything on there. And I do have some props that are just based on players and game stuff. Um, but no, I actually was 100% wanting to see Bengals, Eagles. I think it was the second best. I think it's very close. I think it's like a 1A to 1B. Your 49ers, no, I didn't want to see your stupid 49ers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> You don't want to see Josh Johnson behind the behind the wheel. No, I didn't even want to see Brock Purdy. I mean, it would have been fun for the storyline, but I think honestly, you'd have seen 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo is actually what you would have seen because uh, Purdy was out, and you would have seen Garoppolo in the Super Bowl, no, which would have I made an incredible if story. Didn't get hurt. That's where oh, I was yeah. going with that. Like it would have gotcha. been a fun story if he didn't get hurt. But what happened against the Eagles? If that didn't happen, then whether or not Purdy didn't get hurt, it was going to happen in the Super Bowl against either one of those teams. 49ers were clearly, in my opinion, the far and away last man standing in that group of four. It was the three and then the 49ers. All right. Well, Jake's not any well, fun. Brandon? I, I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I'm with Jake. I'm with you. I wanted to see Cincinnati and San Francisco. Now, my buddy, we have a text thread that we're always going back forth with a group of guys. He played minor league baseball with Brock Purdy's dad, Sean Purdy. So literally anything on social media that had to do with Brock Purdy, he was constantly including it in this text thread. So I got to hate Brock Purdy. Wait, he has a real so, dad? I thought he was yeah, an he was immaculate a, conception, and he didn't hate, like God was his dad. Exactly. <laughs> but I was be I'm behind Joe Burrow, and I love that kind of sort of no-name Cincinnati Bengals defense, which has been awesome all year long, and I just wanted to see Cincy in San Francisco. I'm kind of agnostic about this Super Bowl. I mean – Chiefs, third time in four years. The Eagles, it's really hard to embrace the Eagle Nation. I mean, they're a prickly bunch, you know. And so, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of going to watch this one as an impartial observer. Yeah. And the game itself, if we're looking at a betting perspective, I believe the line opened at two and a half. It mm -hmm. looks like it's down at one and a half on the Eagles right now. No, um, it opened, opened on the Chiefs. It opened that's right. Immediately, immediately swung to the Eagles. You're right. Well, about that. that's what it was. I knew there was. And a it went to two and a half. It did go to two and a half, though. It did go to two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I'm mixing both of those up. Uh, but we get there and we're now sitting at, uh, at least as we're doing this midweek, one and a half on the Eagles. There was a huge bet just put in the other day. I believe it was on MGM um, for Eagles money line, a couple million dollar, a million dollar bet or whatever. So there's a lot of money coming in there. Brandon. Um, let's start with you. One and a half is the line. What's the bet on the game? Uh, you know, I didn't even look. I should have looked what the over under is because there, there you might be a better bet 50, on that in general. I've seen five. what is well, it? Well, so yesterday at, on Bet MGM, it was down to uh, Eagles minus 0 0.5. So, like, oh, it was, what was the it over was, under. It was 50, it's 50.5, right? It is uh, 51. I see it at 51. So, 50.5. Yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, there you go. it's yeah. going to be somewhere between 50 and 51. So that's the overline and one and a half to point fives. All right. So what's the bet on both of those yeah. for you? Brandon? I would like to like if I'm seriously going to consider betting this, I'm going to kind of wait this out and see if I can get 0 0.5 again on the Eagles. Um, it might happen. I might still take the Eagles at at minus one and a half. I think the Eagles with their line play with the 70 sacks, which hasn't happened since 
1989 um, that a team has gotten 70 sacks before in a season. I, I, kind of reminiscent of Tampa and Kansas City. I think what we're going to see is that Patrick Mahomes uh, is going to have a hard time. Like, you know, it's going to be the same deal. That Tampa defense was awesome. They did a great job of putting pressure on Mahomes, and they won that one going away. I don't think they're going to, Eagles are going to win this one going away. But I think the trench, the trench warfare is going to side in the Eagles' favor, and I think ultimately that's going to be the difference in the game. Ah, that's interesting. You can get minus one twenty-five on the money line for the Eagles. So I mean, like if they go to point five, it's probably going to be I don't know, maybe minus one ten if you're lucky. Yeah, they might yeah. even boost it. All right. So Jake, you said you don't think this is going to be particularly close. It sounded like it sounds like you think there's going to be a runaway. So your bet might be a little bit easier. I've seen a lot of push towards the over on projected points that have been put out there. So I feel like the over seems really interesting right now. Um, but what side are you going to take Eagles or chiefs? I, I don't love the over actually. Uh, that one concerns me because everything Funston just said, and some of these things are going to tie into some of the other conversations, like one of uh, Funston's props. I'll save what ties into my opinion of this game. Uh, but basically uh, look at the Eagles this season and of their wins, only three, weren't by five or more. And then there was two that were like five and six, and then everything else behind that, it was over a score. So this is a win-big game uh, because of what Funston said. I think there's not much that they can do. I mean, Brown has been playing, playing great, but I don't think there's going to be much they can do to keep them the Eagles away from Mahomes the entire game. Uh, there is an answer for what I think could help them in this game, but you look at the Eagles' corners, you eliminate basically everybody they play solo, and there's nobody on the outside that you have to worry about much. See, that's the biggest thing is you have a elite alpha number one. Then you can put some pressure on the Eagles secondary. But when you have this team's offense, which their most vulnerable defense for the Eagles option is out of the slot. So you're looking at Juju, who's only played about a third there this year because of how this offense is. So Juju, you can almost say might get eliminated from this game. He's been eliminated from a lot lately. Google Juju in the last month doesn't have higher yeah, than two catches. I was say, a lot less, <laughs> yeah, a lot lately. Yeah. Uh, MVS, maybe a big play, but he should have a lot of problems himself. So now you're putting the shoulders of Kadarius Tony. Look, maybe he stays the healthy the entire game, seems to work out of the slot, but this just opens up the Eagles to be able to focus on Kelsey. And unless Tony yeah. does something and one of Brandon's pop props, which I'll get to in a second, but those kind of things, like, I just don't see it. So I actually, one of my favorite props is Eagles at minus three and a half, because if you look, there's a big break from your odds boost that you go from two and a half, three to three and a half. There's a big jump there. And there's not a big jump until you get to about seven or eight, like three, four and five are all super close, which doesn't make a lot of sense to just get that extra 10 to 20 points for on the line to just go and bet the three. So you'll, you'll see, I see you looking at it right now. So if you want to parlay it too, like a minus 3.5, the under, or even juice up your under a little bit and those kind of things, uh, that's where I'm looking for in this game. But I think this is the Eagles, which also means one of my other favorite prospects, which you get to in a second, but I think the, the Eagles are taking this one. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I was looking at what the alternate spread looks like it's going to pay. So now you'll talk about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I want the Chiefs to win. <laughs> I want the Chiefs to win. I don't want the Eagles to win. I, I do. This is coming from a Giants fan. 
Yeah, it, like here's one I of the don't things. Don't want it either. <laughs> if the Chiefs' wide receiver situation was a tiny bit better, I'd feel good because you you talked about the pressure. There, if if I was going to bet on one quarterback to be able to make plays in pressure, it'd be Patrick Mahomes. He's designed for this. The problem is exactly what you put out. There's not great separation from any of those wide receivers. The, the Eagles didn't do a great job of shutting down Kittle necessarily. The Niners did it to themselves with not having a quarterback, but Kittle was you know doing some stuff. Kelsey's going to be able to do some stuff, but if they can focus in, I really just don't know where they're going to have a lot of separation. I feel like the Chiefs are going to have to just pound first down after first down. They're not going to make big plays, and they're going to have to wear down the defense. Can they do it? Yes. Do I want to make a huge bet on it? No. If I were to play anything, I probably would play the money line on the Eagles. I wouldn't want to play a spread. I'd rather like eat a couple points on it. Um, let's talk about the game props then. Uh, that's going to come into this because you were talking about that, Jake, that uh, I've got a couple here. You've got a couple. Let's start with yours. Your favorite prop bets from this. We're all kind of on the Eagles side, which means the Chiefs are going to win by 10. But <laughs> what do you say uh, as far as the props that you're going to want to lay? And you were kind of setting the stage for one of them. Yeah, so it's the Eagles by three and a half. Um, if you want to play with around with that money line and move in for the alternate spreads, I'm definitely taking that. I think that again, uh, I think, well, I was on the All in Football podcast. I said I think this would be like twenty eight, twenty one, something like that. So I definitely think it's going to be, uh, and I, if not a touchdown, right around a touchdown margin. I see it at plus one fifty three on DraftKings. So you're yeah. going to get so, at and least. If you see what I'm talking about. You see plus. four and a half and five. Like those aren't big differences. It's not enough to like push to it. It just, it just doesn't make sense to go those extra two points for what you're giving up. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you if you felt the touchdown, the touchdown is interesting because you can that's get plus two twenty three at six saying. and a half. Yeah, yeah, six and, and a half that, is two and three. So you could play around with some of that, but and my other favorite, obviously, is the Jalen Hurts MVP. I mean, look, look it's going to be a quarterback, especially with these two quarterbacks. It takes yeah. astronomical games from other players, as we've seen, uh, like a Cooper Cup or something like that. Like it just you gotta have something and like it's so hard to do a wide receiver because it has to be something like that where the quarterback also maybe made some mistakes but you know jalen hurts if he runs on top of it like i just uh, it's hurts and then the other one i for might be a little sneaky one they took so they took his yards off some sites because it was 14 and a half and then the sites they brought it back they dropped his yards down to like 10 and a half 11 and a half and 12 and a half so i'm staying away from the yards unless you can still find the 14 because quez watkins under one and a half receptions, under 14 and a half yards. Both of those have hit one time since like the beginning of December. Like you just not involved anymore. So like I said, they got smart. They pulled that 14 and a half off a lot and then dropped it down. But I still like the under one and a half receptions, which hasn't been put in yet. Uh, hasn't been affected yet, I should say. So those two I like. And then you can, yeah, I mean, that's even another thing you can throw into a parlay if you want to go for that and try to pay for your honeymoon. That's a, <laughs> exactly got to pay for it, Jake. Let's pay for that honeymoon. Uh, I like those. I actually really, really like those. I like the MVP one, too. That's plus money, uh, plus 120. He's actually Jalen Hurts is uh, odds on favorite right now for it, but you're still getting plus money on it. All right, Brandon, yeah. uh, let's give us some uh, Super Bowl props that you're digging into. Yeah, well, Jake was talking about probably Jarek McKinnon as a receiving option yes. in this game as an outlet, you know, to kind of like you know, uh, compete against that pass rush. Um, so you look at his prop, those two and a half on the catches, and that's like minus 160, minus 155. So I also like Kenneth Gainwell for over one and a half catches, but that's also minus 155, minus 160. I forget. One of them's one and one of them's the other. So I'm seeing uh, McKinnon at 150 on DK 
And Gainwell is one and a half receptions at minus one thirty. This is just one book. Okay, so those are better. Those are better odds than what you can get at BetMGM right now. Because I was looking at BetMGM, but either way, on BetMGM, if I if I slap those together in a one game parlay, uh, and it, both of those guys on the over, then you get it at plus one twenty five. So, um, I like I like the McKinnon side. Gainwell just needs two catches. He's been a lot more involved down the stretch, so I can see that happening as well. And, you know, the Chiefs gave up more catches to the running back position than anybody during the regular season. Um, so you have that going for you. Also, like, I think there's a big play from Jalen Hurts here. You have to worry about that Philadelphia Eagles run. They've been running the ball really well. I feel like in A.J. Brown, um, I think the, the longest completion prop is 37 and a half for Jalen Hurts. He did it. He's done it 15 times in 17 games this season. If you count the postseason. I think there's a big play to A.J. Brown in here coming. Oh, that's too. Yeah, Devontae Smith is the in the postseason is the only one who has an over on this one. He had a forty yarder against the Giants in the in the first playoff game. Yeah, Longest so reception. The, I was going to jump in and say McKinnon was the one that yeah, that's what I was alluding to with yeah. Austin. If if the Chiefs are going to play the cliche X factor, like if the Chiefs are going to do this, they need McKinnon because you've got to get pressure away from Mahomes, which would pull some of the blitzing that kind of options off that the pocket. Um, you'll get people dropping back, which will also potentially free up Kelsey or Tony or so like McKinnon has to have a game if they're going to win this, in my opinion. Uh, so if you go back and if you're going to play the Chiefs side of it, going back to parlays, uh, not just Funston for that, but if you take the over on the receiving yards and a lot of those wins during that stretch, McKinnon was hitting big receiving yard numbers too. So uh, just other ways, if you're going to play the Chiefs side of things. I, I, uh, I think I'm actually going to personally take, I like that Gainwell McKinnon parlay together. I really, really like that one. Putting that together for plus money, I'd probably get closer to plus 150 on the numbers I just put out. You were getting plus 120, Yeah, if you can do that on one of those other sites, um, I think you will get better numbers for sure. Yeah, I really, really like that one. Uh, just on your longest reception one, just want to throw out, um, if you wanted to take the wide receiver side of it, uh, A.J. Brown, 25 and a half, or Devonta Smith, uh, 23 and a half, if you didn't yeah. want to play the, the passing side of it. Uh, mine are pretty easy, nothing insane here. You guys have a couple better ones. Uh, anytime rushing touchdown, anytime touchdown for Jalen Hurts, you, I've seen it anywhere from minus 110 to just even money. I think that is a lock slam dunk. Um, you could pair it, obviously, with like MVP. Those would make sense together. And rushing yards. Though rushing yards is getting kind of finicky here, I'm seeing the number already come up to 50. Earlier in the week, it was 42 and a half. So the window might be kind of closing. If you can find a good number, uh, I think anything over 45 is where I'd want to go with him. So well, if it's you're going now... with Madden, he's smashing it. He had 80 something on the simulation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, so you could play into it. I still would be tempted in the 50s right now, which I'm seeing on DK. Um, but I feel like there's a couple other places that might have it a little bit lower. So rushing yards on Jalen Hurts, obviously very Eagle centric. We're in here. I'm actually surprised no one had a Travis Kelsey I didn't... one. Uh, did you? I didn't look. Uh, was... I had six and a half on the receptions. I feel like. Six, yes, I kinda six like is around the number for me. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, those are both strong numbers. Who's, is Jalen Hurts the favorite for first touchdown score? Um, you know what? He, I thought he was. was Kelsey? Touchdown scores. Uh, okay, so first touchdown. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, yeah, technically he's the favorite. You get plus 650. Uh, it's 650 for first touchdown. And Kelsey is 700. Okay. Miles Sanders is 700 as well. So that's a number that I'm seeing. So that's, uh, just curious that you have it there. What's McKinnon? McKinnon is plus 1200, 12 to go. one. 
12 to 1 on that. So that's not bad. So those are some fun bets. If you guys want to jump into the Super Bowl, you're going to have some fun with it. Speaking of fun, the last thing on the Super Bowl here, how about novelty bets? It's Jake's favorite thing you could possibly do. (laughs) I've got four that I've picked here. Let's burn through them. And then let's talk a little bit about the upcoming season. (laughs) First up is an easy one. Coin toss. And Jake, we're going to start. We're going to start with you with all of them. You get to pick first. Um, coin toss. It is even money, heads or tails. What do you pick? Pass. Pick. <laughs> Flip all a right. coin. Exactly. I'm not putting money on this. I'm not throwing <laughs> you know, away if money. You on the 50, 50. It's, if you had to pick one, if you had to pick one. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> heads. It's always heads. Brandon, I'm, it's heads. I'm right? giving uh, everybody I, the smart I, answer. Let's see. So, lifetime I'll tails. Tails is ahead 29 to 27, but heads. Is oh, like, heads is due. Heads has heads been making due. a furious comeback. They've won four of the last five and like eight of the last 11. So I think it's tails time. I think we're going to see, uh, as I said, I think it was heads last year. They won four of the last five. I think it's time for tails to uh, never fail. Like I said, it's like, here, look, I'm going to flip a coin right now. I got All a right, quarter this is it. right this here. Whatever it lands on, we're going to go. flip this it. We're going to simulate the Super Bowl flip. Here we go. Ah, it was tails. <laughs> it was yeah! tails. So I'll go, I'll go heads. Go. There you go. That's the, that's the bet. So yeah, it heads exactly. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up is I actually kind of like this one. This again, I like to play degenerate sometime. Jersey number fun. to score first. You so can it's Hurts versus Kelsey, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, essentially, eleven and a half over is plus money at one hundred and five. So you get plus money on Travis Kelsey or anybody you know, Miles Sanders. Which, by the way, are both number uh, two and three in first uh, score. 11 and a half under minus 130. So that's I, the play there. What's the odds I'm betting on number one? Because you, Jalen Hurts and Jarek McKinnon. Well, so, McKinnon scored nine touchdowns. That's why I was going to take games. under. Because I was going to get the double yeah. of Hurts and McKinnon. Ooh, well, you also know. get I'd... Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown, who's at 11. A.J. Brown's number 11. So that is true. Just under, yeah. I mean, I'm taking a lot of degenerate. This is amazing. You get a lot of Eagles versus the just, I mean, I guess Pacheco. I don't know. Yeah. All right. So pick your side. Which one? Over, under? Jake. I'm taking the under. Okay, you're oh, taking the under. You're going Jake. Yeah, oh, I didn't. Easy. Yeah. I'm going to go Pacheco's plus money. I'm going to go on the over. I'm going to go on Kelsey scoring first. I like that one. All right. Um, this is another <laughs> one. This is, what is the case? Kelsey or Sanders? Yeah, or, pretty much. Well, oh, MVS. Yeah. MVS. I like, I like, I'm, I'm going to go with the plus money though. This one is such a great one because it's over instantly. Touchback on the opening kick. Yes is minus 165. No is plus 130. Yes is under. Yes has Sorry. won 18 <laughs> of the last 21 Super Bowls. Touchback on opening kick. Yes or no. Or maybe I have that inverse. Because like, I thought, because I read this article about how they said the ball is like plastic. So it's not a normal kick. Uh, in the very first one that they put out there. So yes or no on touchback opening kick, Jake? Oh, yes. I'm still down the rabbit hole trying to think who the hell goes on the over because it just it, it hit me that MVS oh. is 11. So Juju's Defensive under, player? Too, like, All defensive players? Maybe, but I'm just... Well, you get Pacheco on the under, too. Um, that's what I was see, saying. Your, your over who's, is Kelsey who's, and who's, Sanders. Who's, it's Kelsey and Sanders. That's, that's who you're betting on, pretty much. Um... Oh yeah, Devontae. but it's also yeah. like I don't know. That's like twenty-five touchdowns right there, you know. So it's not not for nothing. That's why it's that's plus why, money too. Yeah. All right, uh, I mean, touchback. Yes or no, Jake? Wait, Tony's over. He's nineteen now, right? 
So there you go. He's like, there you go. I, you got, I, 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 I'm not oh, putting I'm any money I'm behind taking, Kadarius Tony. I'm, I'm taking you know. the I'm taking the touchback for sure, especially in the Super Bowl. Okay, I like it, Brandon. Yeah, I just think that you know that first one, you just got a bunch of adrenaline going. You just you know tee it high and let it fly. All right, last one we'll do here is the anthem. The national anthem is set at one nineteen and a half, so that is fifty nine. Uh, it's a minute fifty nine and a half. That is over is minus two ten. The under is minus. Uh, I'm sorry. The under is one nineteen and a half. Is plus one sixty. This year's singing is Chris Stapleton, and I looked the average time. Uh, this is, I think, historical Super Bowl or. or uh, just in general, the average anthem time is one minute and 43 seconds. Not Super Bowl yeah, anthem time, but you. overall. You had it too high. I don't know where you yeah. got your source from. That's the actual, it's more 143. I don't like, I don't like where you're getting the under at plus 160. You can find this at like 125 seconds or a hundred and like 22 okay. seconds. This is just one I random thought, place I that I Then you get you're the odds a little bit closer until you're not, you know, getting a little. I thought I was going taken. first, Austin. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, sorry. so what's the bet on Chris Stapleton over under? <laughs> I thought time. you were eschewing all, uh, you know. No, kind of silly, if you're going by, if you're going by history of similar singers, it's over. And actually, history is generally over unless you're getting like a pop singer or something like that. So and this like dude Luke turned Ryan. this. I forget the song. He turned some random ass song into like an eight minute rendition so oh, like, really we, i was in a, yeah I'm thinking like i don't know he might just like try to burn through it like a country singer no just burn it, through it's it. like countries but you know i would love this as it wasn't so high like 159 201 it seems to be hovering right around two actually the fact that it's moving up because we don't have him singing the national anthem anyway but the fact that it's moved up on some sides it feels like vegas has done some research on this so i'm gonna i'm gonna lean with vegas and think that it goes closer to 2034 yeah, I think it's definitely going to hit the two-minute mark. Uh, I agree. He's Chris Stapleton, kind of an ambler. You know, I can see him kind of taking a little bit of time before he really gets going, kind of stretches it out in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, I'll take the over on this as well. All right, there you go. Some novelty bets for everybody. Um, anybody going to play a Super Bowl DFS contest? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. None of us. I don't, I don't, do I don't even love the championship round. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, doing I, I that. Made, I did. Uh, let's get a let's get a final score two. prediction yeah. before we before. Oh, we yeah, I like that. All right, Jake. On. What's the final score? I said 28, 21. Brandon, what's yours? Uh, I will. I will going to say it's going to mirror the last Super Bowl in Glendale. Twenty eight. Twenty four. Ooh, I'm going to go Eagles. third. Eagles. Twenty eight. Thirty. Thirty three. Eagles. So you're over. all taking well over the cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the over. On I'm slightly like over. On it. Yeah, I like the I like. Yeah, you, you're slightly. I like the heavy over. That might be the play. That might be the play of the over or clearly the under because we all like the over. <laughs> um, there you go. That wraps up uh, really the 2022 season with the Super Bowl ending out here. All the craziness that's going to be going on here in math. Phoenix. But what's that? I said I like the under. You have bad math. Oh, yeah. you. Well, no, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> you like the under, but we... <laughs> I think I think I speak for Brandon. We like the over. Oh, that's, that's what, what it is. So it's you guys. The degenerates like the over. Yeah, shocker. The <laughs> yeah. degenerates like the over. Uh, but that kind of wraps up that. What it lines us up to is what is going to be a fascinating offseason and is going to have some big fantasy implications to this year. They always do. And there are some big storylines that we are already lining up to that we'll be able to talk to in the offseason. But let's do an early preview of some of the biggest and number one on this as we try to do a little burn through this and uh, Jake, we'll start with you. Tom Brady, 
threw a retirement out on us. Uh, he did his own video. Someone bottled up sand and made a hundred grand off of it. But can we believe it? I believe he did the same thing the exact same time last year. And then he came mm -hmm. back. There are rumors that he is not going to start his Fox commitment until 2024, which has uh, certain people like even Jake Seeley, I think, making some predictions of why that is the case. So I know this one might have zero implications, though it does for the Bucks. What fantasy implication does Tom Brady's retirement have in A, does he come out of retirement and play for a team or B, what the hell do the Bucks do and do they trade all their pieces away because they have nobody? Yeah, I don't think it's the Bucks. I actually do think he comes back and plays next year. As I already said, it's just this, the fact that he's pushing Fox back to 2024 tells me like there's still a little bit of a holdout of, man, mm, I might still change my mind this year because why would you stop? Like he's got nothing else going on and he seems interested in it. So why? You've got seven, six months before you need to even worry about that. I just feel like this is setting up for, like they said, the 49ers seems to be obvious. Uh, I just feel like there's there's I don't know if he wants to go out like this but put it that way for Tom Brady the competitor and the fact that he was also recently quoted as saying like how much from his family how much the two Super Bowl losses are hanging over his head and how much that still bothers him to this day then I just kind of feel like this is not how Tom Brady goes out so I'm taking I mean it, if Jimmy Garoppolo is gone Brock Purdy is going to be out for the year you could have Tom Brady come in. Trey and Lance is coming off double ankle surgery, still a question mark to start the year. I, I just don't know how big of a fantasy boost that would be. He didn't look good all year long. He had great for fantasy. For the 49ers? Yeah, for the 49ers. He had great options in Tampa Bay. No and run game, and the offensive line was giving him issues all year long. I'm not the biggest Tom Brady fantasy apologist at this point in his career, but at the same time, I still think there's a little bit better left. Brandon, what does this do to the wide receivers in Tampa Bay with no Tom Brady? Are we worried? Well, well, if we, our next talking point, I think, is going to be Derek Carr. Um, and there's a lot of talk that Derek Carr could be the option in Tampa Bay. And if that's the case, I actually think Tom, you know, Tom Brady looked like he sort of hit the career wall this year. His passes, you know, compared to the other years in Tampa, he looked like he was, you know, starting to really have problems throwing the ball. Um, you know, he's still better than better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league, but it just I saw a degeneration a little bit. I think Derek Carr in there actually throws a better ball and it might actually be better for guys like Mike Evans, if not, you know, a shorter area target like Chris Godwin. I think Mike Evans might do better with Derek Carr if he were to end up going there. But I think Tampa probably makes a play for one, you know, one of the better quarterbacks on the market. Maybe it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know, but um I think they're going to, you know, I don't think they're going the, the route of trying to get somebody through the draft. I think they're going to go for a big name. I think Jimmy Garoppolo to Tampa Bay makes all the sense in the world. It's yeah. a play. It's a team that is built more ready to win now. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, you know, the familiarity of, you know, growing up in a system with Tom Brady. There's it's an easy transfer over if that's the way they want to go. Uh, it leads to number two, though. And it's the guy that might replace Derek Carr in uh, Las Vegas, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, um, the writing seems to be on the wall right now. Jordan Love had essentially requested a trade if he was going to come back. What happens with Aaron Rodgers and what is the fantasy implication, Brandon, in your eyes of wherever he is? That's a tough one. Like I've heard the Raiders, you know, and the Devontae Adams thing. Um, Makes some sense, but I think the problem with the Raiders is they're paying Derek Carr a pretty penny, and they had a hard time putting a decent defense around them. 
And like, what happens? Like, what's Aaron Rodgers' uh, cap hit? It's like fifty million. It's like somewhere right around there. Like, how are they going to do? You know. And so, does Aaron Rodgers at this point in his career over Derek Carr make up for the fact that you can't bring in uh, some help on the defensive side of the ball like you'd probably want to do? I think there's an issue, but I think the Raiders does make a little bit of sense. Um, I, I, you know, is there another team out there that you feel like is an obvious candidate other than the Raiders? If I mean, the 49ers have been talked the, about. The 49ers he, have been talked he about. He went to Cal. I mean, if there's no Brady and Brady, you know, when he says for real this time means for real, uh, then Aaron Rodgers to the 49ers makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of other, you know, Washington has been thrown out there as another one of those. Jake, uh, Aaron Rodgers, destination uh, and how he's going to affect a, a team as far as fantasy goes. Where, where do you think the destination takes him? Uh, if not San Francisco for Tom Brady, like, like talk about, it, I think. Maybe no, Aaron Rodgers. Sense. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Okay. yeah. No, no, I knew where you're going. <laughs> I, I interrupted you. I was like, no, no, we're talking about, but you're saying, oh, yeah, if Tom Brady doesn't go there. Yeah. And maybe that changes what happens with Tom Brady. I just I don't know that he really wants to play in Las Vegas. Like that, that's the, my biggest thing is. Uh, I mean, I, to you, you're going to go someplace where you're basically ready made to make a run at a Super Bowl, right? Like otherwise, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like unless he really thinks that the Raiders are that close, that he makes the difference, which I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers. So he probably thinks that of himself. So I don't know. It just the Raiders don't feel like Aaron Rodgers. So it's like what kind of other options are left? Um, I don't know. New I don't Orleans know is, you know, the team has been rumored for Derek Carr. I guess you, every team is rumored for Derek Carr. You throw Aaron Rodgers. Carr is basically there. the same for the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I could see something like that. But, you know, also, well, New Orleans at this point, you know, they got some picks with Sean Payton. So they have the capital to kind of make a move now, too. But that's the part of the thing you have to remember with the Raiders is, you know, trading for Adams. What do they really have to give up or want to give up? Uh, so I think 49ers, I, I, don't, I don't know. They probably want to see him stay in the NFC, but I just don't see very many AFC options for him. Uh, sticking on that, Brendan already kind of gave his answer of uh, Derek Carr maybe with the Bucks. Where do we think a good landing spot where Derek Carr can help the fantasy options around him, Jake, would be? Is it New Orleans? Does he improve Olave if he goes there? Is yes. it Tampa Bay? I mean, where does he improve fantasy stock based on his destination? Um, most everywhere that's looking for quarterbacks. I mean, like that's really what it is. Like Derek Carr is, you know, the middle level quarterback, but all these teams were talking about their options were worse. Uh, honestly, if if Vegas gets left out of Aaron Rodgers or Brady or like anything like that, I'd still take Derek Carr over Jimmy Garoppolo. So you know they kind of made their choice. Part of it is because of the contract. I take Derek Carr over Daniel Jones. I know that's not in play, but I'm like any of these questionable quarterback situations, the 49ers <laughs> you know situation, what? the Saints, like all of them. I would take Derek Carr. Like it, it's you put a good team, and I think he'll do better for like at what happened with Tom Brady last year. I think Derek Carr could do better in that situation because he's he's dealt with that similar with the Raiders. I think he's better equipped for that. So I think he's a plus to basically anybody where it's not a worse quarterback, uh, and he's not and a worse quarterback in any of these situations. To your point, Jake, like about Derek Carr versus Daniel Jones, it's just a report out by our former colleague, uh, Connor Hughes, saying that talking around that the market for Daniel Jones is at thirty five to seventy or thirty seven million dollars per year. So like you are you are going to be paying Daniel Jones in the same range you're paying Derek Carr. So then it is like, yeah. So who would you prefer? And I would prefer Derek Carr, you know, low key kind of a. Solid quarterback free agent market, which we usually don't see. You could argue what is really available, 
but you know, maybe theoretically Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers, maybe via trade. You've got Derek Carr. You've got Daniel Jones. You've got you could throw out potentially Geno Smith. Geno, but you could also theoretically maybe throw out guys like Trey Lance and um, uh, Jordan Love. If what if the Packers kept and Jordan Love won? You know what I'm saying? Like there's maybe some tradable young quarterbacks. There's some other quarterbacks that are out there. There's it could change franchises around. We usually don't have that. I remember us freaking out years past of Drew Brees and Dante Culpepper. And it was like, that's a good market. And it's just like, there's a lot of guys that are out there for a lot of change. Uh, the last on the Raiders then is how about Josh Jacobs, Brandon? Where do you think Josh Jacobs isn't going to end up landing? He's one of the big, he's not the big one we're going to say for last year, uh, last year, but what do you think Josh Jacobs does and whatever, wherever he goes, can he recoup top 12 RB status in fantasy? Yeah, I think if he stays where he's at, he can, uh, he had, he was, you know, when we say volume is king, well, he was 2022 king because he had 393 touches. That was better than anybody in the league. Derrick Henry was second with, I think, 10 or 15 fewer. But um, I always feel like the best move for a running back on the free agency is to go stay where they're at because the team is more willing to likely pay you um, closer to your market value than than everybody else because when everybody's trying to improve in the offseason i just think paying a lot of money to a running back doesn't move the needle um you know people realize that i mean saquon barkley it could be different but this josh jacobs like if you're looking at josh jacobs are you like are we gonna pay this guy close to 10 million dollars a year or you know somewhere in that neighborhood or are we gonna go and draft a second or third rounder you know like and how much how much worse off are you you know like you're getting you're getting a top three or four guy in the draft. I'd rather have the top three or four guy in the draft with five years on a new contract versus paying a guy in his mid twenties at the running back position, you know, that much money. It just, that's not how you that win much money. in the NFL. Yeah. Al Lazard is out here talking about how the market's got him set for 15 plus million a year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the work that you now have to do when I say this Welsh, but pork chop sandwiches that, if you're going to tell me that Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs don't deserve 10 to 14 a year with podunk wide receivers getting 15 plus, get the hell out of here with this nonsense. I'm not saying why does Alan, but that's just Alan Lazard saying that he's not no, get 15 million. He's right. That's the market. Go look at the contract they just gave out last year. I wouldn't give like, Alan everybody, Lazard 15 everybody, million. everybody lost their pork chop sandwiches. When Christian Kirk got his contractors were like, why are we giving wide receivers these contracts and blah, blah, blah. Average wide receiver threes are getting mid-teens and we're talking about elite level wide, or running backs that can't even get 12 so i'm not saying that for you i'm saying that's where the market is and i think that's stupid as hell i get what you're saying and because the market is what it is sure if you can get somebody similar to jacobs in the draft go ahead but what are the chances you do like but don't you think of, the raiders are more likely to pay josh jacobs closer to what he does oh 100 but i was gonna yeah. say here's your answer if not the other team who's probably about to cut somebody in the similar situation with Joe Mixon and the Bengals have a ton of money and the Bengals are Super Bowl contenders and the Bengals probably don't want to take a flyer on somebody in the draft and hope that it works with their other needs like offensive line still and all that type of stuff and a little bit more pieces on the secondary. And yes, Samaji P. Ryan's looked fine at times, but how many times have we seen a replacement level running back step up to the lead and fail? You talk about putting in Jacobs, who, by the way, is about to turn 25 Christian or Saquon Barkley for the day that we're recording this, by the way. Happy birthday, Saquon Barkley. Hey, there you go. Birthday. Turn 26 today. Let's take a special one out for Saquon Barkley. But both of these guys are going to get under 
undeserved probably contracts if we're talking about wide receivers getting that kind of nonsense. Well, also to throw out, there's another, there's a rumor out that the Vikings, uh, Dalvin Cook might be a cap casualty as well for the moves that they need to make having Jimmy Madison. Jimmy Jacobs 10 times out of 10. <clears throat> but you're yeah. going to have a market that, what if they're flooded with Mixon and, and uh, Cook and Jacobs is out there? It just Well, that's what Fosca says overall. makes sense. A lot of times the best contract and the best situation will end up being going back to the team you went to. Yeah, 100%. Well, let's end it out, uh, Jake, with you, Saquon Barkley. That's your guy. I see a jersey right there on screen. It's the mm-hmm. probably the biggest non-quarterback name that's sitting out there. Does he return to the Giants, or does he make a fantasy home somewhere else? Mm, I think he returns to the Giants because I think the Giants are going to try and work something out with Daniel Jones, unfortunately. And I think that 37 and, you know, there's already been executives that have laughed at the 40 number for Daniel Jones. If the Giants come out with something similar uh, to a contract of like a three for 30 each year or even four for 30 each year with 80 guaranteed, something like that is there's a blueprint for that. I can see Daniel Jones coming back. And then what do you do with Barkley? You try to get him four years, 40, something like that, four years, 44. And if you don't, he gets the franchise tag, which sucks because go look at the, fran- the franchise tag is what, $10 million? Something like that? You're going to get one year $10 million, Saquon Barkley? Every team in the league would slap the franchise tag on him if they got the quarterback situation taken care of. Brandon, do you agree? Do you think he's returning to the Giants? I do, just for all the reasons I said about Josh Jacobs, yeah. for all the reasons Jake said as well. Yeah, uh, I do. It, it, it's kind of the letdown that happens is like you get all these players to go out in free agency. Everybody gets excited. What could happen? And then like everybody returns to their teams. It's because yeah. you like Brandon said. You really said, think you, the Ravens are going to get all the way there and then be like, uh, we didn't work anything out. We'll let Lamar yeah. walk like they're not going to franchise him. <laughs> Oh, well, I just saw, you know, I saw it with Rashad Penny, who was as good as any running back down the stretch the year before. And he went into free agency and the Seahawks brought him back on a real cheap deal. No one else was willing to go out there and pay him. And he ended up getting hurt again. And that's probably one of the reasons. But Saquon Barkley has injury history as well. And, you know, so does Josh Jacobs to a little extent. So let me tell you, yeah. there are so many incredible storylines. Uh, those are just scratching the surface. Jake threw right back in. Oh, yeah. Guess what? Lamar Jackson. That's going to be kind of a big one as well. There's tons that are going to go on as they materialize. Hopefully we'll be able to be talking to you about all of them and more. Plus, we've got NFL draft that is coming uh, right around the corner. It's unbelievable. Is a Super Bowl ends. It never really does end on the fantasy football season. That's why you want to make sure that you are subscribed at The Athletic. Go and subscribe today and follow these gentlemen on Twitter at Jake Seeley and Brandon Funson. You can find me at Is It The Welsh. And make sure you're subscribed to this podcast because you want to be notified when we surprise you with a pod. Until next time, friends, it's The Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast, and we will talk to you for the 2023 season next time. Bye-bye.